0: Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley bien Each episode features interviews with local music makers and hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. To the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyes. Today I'm here with one half of Mitten Claps. Hi, hey. hi. So we <laughs> got jo- Jonathan here. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. Good. Thanks uh, for me.
0: Yeah, we're you're uh, overcoming. You said a a sickness.
1: It's overcome. I think. Oh, you're uh, done. Yeah, I think okay. it's pretty much there.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm almost there. So, you know, I can email you when, I, when I'm done. Thanks. Okay, just yeah. so you know. Moral <laughs> so the thing I've been complaining about <laughs> the entire time before we started. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful October day. You have an album release coming up soon. Very
1: soon. Very Saturday. Soon. Yeah. This Saturday.
0: At, uh, at 4th. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to a show at the 4th. Um, I've had food there once or twice. Yeah,
1: I've never been to a show there either. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think they've been doing stuff that pretty much ever since they've been around. But yeah. more and more, it seems like. And um,
0: They haven't been around very long.
1: No. Yeah. Um but in talking with uh, folks there, like there it seems like they're getting into it more and, and they've had a few a few bands, like more sort of full band kind of stuff more recently and we wanted something that just was we somewhere we hadn't played before and that was a little different, a little kinda intimate and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I'm kinda of excited. It was an interesting choice.
0: That. Yeah, to to pick a place for an album release for something you've never been, like a foreign <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> Environment.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a, a leap is a strong word, but um, it's a little bit of a just a little thing that way. Um, yeah, because for a sort of mm-hmm. something that's a bigger deal to us, obviously something you, you know we've maybe done before or comfortable have or more comfortable with might be good, but we also wanted to kind of make it like unique and just something different, something a little yeah. special for us. So an experience, and we like it. That, yeah, yeah. And I think it'll. I think it's a great venue, and um, yeah, I'm excited to just play there i think mm.
0: it'll be fun i i yeah. really enjoyed the food when i was there
1: yeah it's very good so everything's I, it's just the, the space the food like it's yeah. just fantastic i've never been to the bar in the basement or upstairs though so i, have I didn't to even do know that. that
0: that was a thing yeah so this so th- now people who haven't been to fourth yet can go
1: yeah watch like, your, m- see your show <laughs> yeah go to the bar i don't know yeah i'm sure the bar will be open in the basement probably oh, not the rooftop bar <laughs> yeah By then.
0: hopefully not it's a little chilly <laughs> yeah you're not gonna be playing up there
1: no no. no.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why we're <laughs> talking so much about. Sorry. Um. But yeah, so it's going to be on uh, October 13th. $10 at the door. Uh, you have Well Sister opening for you. Yes. Um. Yeah. Which is cool. I haven't heard them, so I'll have to check them out.
1: They're fantastic. They have such beautiful music. Uh, Jamie, it's sort of her project. Uh, she, Um. we're really honored that she gets to play too, or that she is going to play. Because some of our first shows way back when in Winnipeg, we played with one of her older bands too, so... Um, it's fun to be doing this with her again she makes really good music so we're excited for that that's exciting yeah.
0: um, <clears throat> so I will include information to that on the podcast post posted later this week um, for everyone who's interested um, and share it on social media and so forth it's um, exciting um, so kind of pull back a little bit uh, kind of the, before the show um, what is mitten claps like? Wh- what is your elevator pitch when people ask you what you do <laughs>
1: Good question. I've never had to do an elevator pitch for it. Um, we're a two-piece uh, guitar and drums playing um, sort of intricate um, indie pop folk music, I guess, and mm-hmm. trying to make it. This is getting beyond elevator pitch. This is getting a little long. But <laughs> but we try and sort of, when we try and write stuff that is inter- as interesting as possible for us. There's only two of us, so we try and, you know, do stuff that's a little, yeah, interesting or a little, I don't, you know, it's just one person strumming guitar, one person playing the drums. How can we sort of, um, do something diff- a little different with that? Okay. Guess, so our super long elevator pitch.
0: That sounds great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I caught on to that. Um, so you're two people, um, why only two?
1: Um, so <laughs> we were... <sighs> Let me think now. This is several several years ago. Now we were both in bands. I was sort of already living in Winnipeg and playing in a band. And
0: were you from originally?
1: Um, I'm we're originally from out of the city, from Altona. Okay. Yeah. So, but most of my life uh, spent in Winnipeg, my adult life. Um, and so we kind of just um, my band was done. Randall, the drummer, um, his high school band was done. You know, and uh, and so we. You know I was still writing music I'd perform solo every once in a while um, but wanted to do something a little bigger a little more complicated um, and eventually we just we started playing together and I think we just I think we started sort of practicing and jamming a little bit and then after a while um, I think we were together as my wife and and Randall and his wife were together and we broached the subject of like oh it'd be really good to be in a band and I have this distinct memory of Randall's wife being like our eyes lighting up and be like, yeah, Randall. Yeah, we should, or you should. So that's when we sort of said, yeah, let's do a, Let's make it a band. Um, and that was more practicing and sort of writing and rehearsing after that kind of assuming, cause we, I had these ideas of like, um, probably a different kind of music than we sound now. Um, I didn't really have a direction. I just wanted to do all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and had all these ideas and we need way more musicians for this and, and that sort of stuff. And, um, (laughs) Just I guess we just didn't have a ton of ambition that way, to like, and we just kept practicing ourselves and, and weren't really sort of actively seeking out like a big band. And so we thought, well, let's do this. Let's do this. Just the two of us. Yeah, and yeah. It's,
0: it's been going well ever since.
1: Yeah, it, it, was, it was a good decision, and it sort of honed our focus a little bit into what we wanted to do. Um, it sort of honed my writing a little bit into what I wanted to write for with this band. And, um, yeah, it it turned out well. It started out more, I had, the way it probably started is I had a lot of kind of singer-songwriter type stuff just floating around that I've been working on by myself for years. And then bringing that into the band context was was basically just me having these pretty standard kind of strummy, kind of folky songs and just putting a pretty standard beat to it. Hey, Randall, drum to this. It's pretty simple add to it yeah and then once we started writing more for what kind of band we wanted to be we said this is just the two of us Um, let's do something a little more that's that is distinctly us then I tried to write a little bit more differently um, and we tried to arrange like made the percussion more part of the arranging process yeah and that's sort of when um, our first EP was a little kind of a mix of sort of the older kind of style and blending into sort of what we were trying to do And then the last EP and especially this new album uh, are really more of a honed in sort of idea of what kind of we thought the band could be.
0: Mm -hmm. So you can see that you can hear this evolution with all of them.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's like a little like snapshot. Like this is where we are now, and now we're kind of figuring out, and now this album is like, okay, we're still we're like on the right track.
1: Yeah, or I can hear. I mean, for me, I can hear (laughs) something on the first EP, and and like I might have thinking of how we are now. It's like, oh boy. if I could have written that, if we could have done that song a little bit this way, like we can now, then it would, you know, thinking back to stuff we've done previously and, and thinking about it um, through the lens of what we are now. Yeah. Then I'll also sometimes I'll, you know, think like, oh, wow, we could have added this mm-hmm. or, you know, but Story of it all musician. stands on its own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can
0: you know. always go back and I get it. But you listen to your, your old stuff?
1: Every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we were, oh, I, don't, I don't know what made me. I tr- well, yeah, the the first... I rarely listen to the first EP ever. Um, but I think maybe when we were preparing for the album release for this show, I went back and listened to it. And then there was one or two songs in there where I thought, oh, wow, I kind of forgot. Like, that wasn't too bad. So um, <laughs> oh, was yeah, <laughs> We started playing it again. It's like, that's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> and uh, we started playing it a little bit again. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of that. This I don't listen... To the, the the second EP, I've rarely listened to mostly because we play a lot of the we've played a lot of those songs live over the years. So yeah. I just that's how I interact with them is okay. is playing live and practicing.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. the so the older EP uh, or the first EP, you don't actually play that those songs anymore.
1: Usually, there's one song in there I think that we would that we would often close with for most of our shows. Um, I think there's probably only two songs that sort of lasted and then by the by the last couple years three years or so only one yeah. um that would still make it in although we're adding another one for the we started doing another one that we hadn't played in forever um, for the for the release show cuz it's fun ha- so
0: have yeah. you been adding those kind of little fixes that you've been wanting to do or you've been have you been staying faithful
1: uh no arrangement wise like i'm thinking of this one song specifically arrangement wise it's we all know song? yeah sorry it's on the first ep it's called <laughs> n company okay Um, arrangement wise, it's almost just dead on the same. Um, but I think it's, we were playing a lot, playing and writing a lot more acoustically, uh, on that EP and it was a lot, the guitar wise, it was a lot more acoustic based. Um, and now we just play, I never play acoustic on stage anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's a little subtle difference is that I play electric on it, but, uh, that's probably the only difference. That's a pretty big
0: difference though. I think that'd be kind of cool.
1: That's true, I, and I do like when I see bands that, um, um, like I love what I hear in the album if they use acoustic guitar, but it's it's kind of interesting or different, um, and I kind of expect that, but it's almost like you wouldn't want it, you get used to it one way and you wouldn't want to hear it another way, mm-hmm. but being open, seeing if they play live, they play it louder, they play it with electric guitars, or they that kind of thing I, I do kind of like that like, oh it, yeah it kind of gives well you can have two reactions to it I guess it can be like oh man I really liked it yeah I don't like it this way I liked it like to,
0: how dare you yeah yeah I
1: like I like. <laughs> don't do that to your own song um, what right do you have yeah <laughs> no but that's one reaction yeah. and then the other is that it just it can open up a song for you like I've seen you know see certain bands where I just did not get why they did something on an album and then seeing the same song live sometimes I need that to see it. And then it's like, whoa, I totally get it now.
0: And mm-hmm. can get in your head a little bit more about like, or like the artist, like how you, how they yeah, think about the like, song. like, oh,
1: wow, this is the energy that this song like is, is about. And, mm-hmm. and I couldn't quite get that on record, but yeah, sometimes seeing it live is, you just totally, you just get it. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, those are cool experiences.
0: And sometimes you have like the opposite, unfortunately, where like the album sounds really cool. And then the, the live show is like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <But, laughs>
0: But anyway, um, yeah, that's it's exciting that you're you're seeing this evolution of almost, or you're evolving, you're getting comfortable. I mean, you're brothers, so you're you know each other really well, <laughs> yeah. and you're stuck with each other, even if you don't like.
1: Yeah. Or get along with and each have other. To see each other. The yeah. band
0: breaks up, you still have to see each other at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I don't think
1: it would ever be an acrimonious breakup.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah, let's just not do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'll okay. see you
1: next Sunday at supper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so in your little elevator pitch, you you mentioned how you you like to make it interesting and intricate, um, especially, mostly for yourselves, but I guess for the listeners as well. How would you go about, or how do you go into a song thinking, okay, how do we make this interesting? Or what is intricate to you
1: Hmm. um for me because often uh often how it'll happen how writing and putting a song together will happen is i'll have something sort of relatively fully formed maybe not fully but in some sort of shape to take to randall and um figure out some arrangement and percussion to it um i'm trying to think time signatures is one thing so that's something i've it's not like we're crazy math rock band, but or prog band, but we we try and sort of throw in a little different time signature here and there, um, and with writing. Try, okay, I'm trying to get a little technical. Do gu- it. Guitari here, not technical because I know no theory. Dang it, okay. but <laughs> <laughs> maybe nerdy, not technical. Um, I'm down for okay, it. Okay, cool. Um, so. I think one, for writing on writing music on guitar, one thing is I'll often think of like, wow, I've written a lot of songs where I've been strumming. I got to stop doing that, or vice versa. I got to start having sort of not melody lines because it's not. I don't like sort of solo on guitar, but like having something that with distinguishable. Um, uh,
0: like a personality or something.
1: Yeah, like. yeah, rather mm. than just a chord being strummed or something like that.
0: Yeah, I get that. Like, So you're like, okay, hey, what song is this? You can't tell from just yeah. the chords. I get you.
1: Or actually, um, progressing from that, um, I think for a long time I was very like, I got to make this as mathy as possible. <laughs> and, and I can't have one chord more than, you know... Yeah, I got it. I can't there's only three chords in this song. There should be like eight or something. Like it you know, it, it's too standard, it's too boring, it's too whatever. You
0: wanna challenge yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too uh, it's too lame if I just do three <laughs> chords, right? And then so we went through that or I went through that and and then um within the last five years or so, then I started realizing, oh wow, it's really hard to make something intricate and unique the other way with only like one chord or you know with only like one melody um the whole song but but overlaid over top of a bunch of chords like um making something um unique and beautiful and and intricate but that's still simple is i find i started to realize well that's really hard it's in on one sense it's kind of easy to just you know, throw a bunch of weird stuff in there and just make it as complicated as possible. Um, but it might not feel like a song or it might not have like a um it might just be very, very technical but not um musical. Yeah, not musical. Not yeah, maybe a little doesn't have as much as, of a soul to it or a, is a getting core to it. Too
0: like too like philosophical or like like the mute like the, i i know what you're saying uh, you, you keep talking your are yeah there, yeah
1: <laughs> it's like you you don't want to get too much foot on the monitor just noodling away and yeah. just going crazy and it's, that's not a yeah i've started to realize oh maybe that's not really a song so i've tried to balance between like writing songs um that are simple um but still unique and beautiful and then writing also things that are sort of complicated and interesting and and complex sort of technically Yes,
0: so you're not bored on stage while you're performing them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) to keep. So you're just like, okay, yeah, like one four five, one four five.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, with time signatures, I love mixed meter. I like, I think it's so interesting, especially with with, 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 like Latin music and everything. Sure. Um, I've tried. I have this one project that I'm working on, or a project song that I want to include time, um, mixed meter, and it's it's hard. How do you how do you know when to, that it's okay because like, for example sorry to people who don't understand time signatures who are listening I just I need to get this out of my system including so me actually so, <laughs> so you're, me. you're writing in 4-4 four, four, like 1-2-3-4 whatever how when you are trying to throw in time signatures how do you get that feel where it's okay like okay I'm going to throw in 3 like 1-2-3-1-2 right. like how do does Some, it have to work with the lyrics or
1: no um, not for me anyway <clears throat> like usually the lyrics come last Okay. Um, so it's either I might say like, "Oh, I really feel like this should be weird," or the whole, <laughs> the song should start weird in yeah. a weird time signature. So that's one thing. Um, and then the other way is like you said, where it's like yeah, it might be a standard four four or three four. Yeah. And then how do you throw something in there? I think for me, it's usually throwing in a different meter in the middle of a song. For me, has usually been like just because i thought oh this is starting to be a little boring like just mix it up i, I should just mix it up so it's not so lame or whatever
0: <laughs> Lame. <laughs> <laughs> or it sounds
1: too much like this type of music or this band that i don't like or something like that
0: yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> like, ah. and so that's really the
1: only reason usually um
0: so was there did you learn that kind of mix meter feeling from from a, like a band that you listened to growing up or anything
1: i think no, the band the band that I was in years ago before before this one and before I did solo stuff, we tried to do a lot of that. Okay. Um, this was back in like early two thousands. Um, and so we were all at that time all of us were listening to lots of like indie, mathy kind of rock. Um of that era, like instrumental post rock, like that kind of stuff. So so that made its way into a lot of our music at that time. And I think probably in those years, it was sort of a reaction against stuff that sounded kind of standard or too, um, for lack of a better word, like too poppy. That's the wrong word, but, um, and and a desire to make something really, really different. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I can look back on that and be like, oh, that's really funny. You know, I can make fun of that um, approach a little bit now that I'm starting to begin to understand sort of the depth and intricacy of something that actually sounds simple on mm-hmm. the other hand. So, um, but yeah, it probably came from my first sort of, sort of proper, you know adult band and, and how we adult. approach music there yeah <laughs> okay. adult,
0: yeah. grown-ups we're yeah. all grown-ups yeah now.
1: not high school punk band or mm-hmm. anything like that
0: did you did you have any mix meter in the song can't not or absolutes
1: um can't not is i don't know what it is but it's something
0: that's the song that we opened with for those of you who are wondering right. um we opened with the song cannot which is the um album title
1: yes well. yeah um so that's that song yeah there's an extra beat in there somewhere for most of the song and then it goes into four four at the end um that one was that one was written that way and then um we arranged <laughs> it was the, written that way I, yeah it was per- <laughs> it was one of those where it's like i want to It was it was based on a riff actually okay. and so the way I just sort of did the sort of started playing the riff on my own was was with that extra beat in there, and then um, arranging percussion and drums to that one. Um, it's just sort of it took a while, but it, it sort of followed that, and then lyrics and melody after that for that song. That, that yeah, if if we write in in a, in sort of non-standard time signatures, then it, I find it's often harder to. To write melody for singing and for lyrics over top of that because I find like I'm not a vir- I'm not a virtuoso player so so <laughs> if I'm playing something I'll especially if it's something a lot different that I have to sort of concentrate on I'll want to sing to that meter like that yeah. whatever it is and mm-hmm. and that's not always that interesting so mm-hmm. uh, it was it was more work to yeah it's more work to try and come up with something with like a melody that flows over top of something that sort of is a little more scattershot in terms of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it'll just sound like I'm singing to the same beat. All the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, accenting yeah. what the music is accenting. And mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, that could still be cool. Like there's lots of music. That's yeah. Like that, but there's
1: definitely room for that. That's Not true. what you wanted to do. Not in that song. Not on Cat. Not. No. Okay.
0: So then what about, um, absolutes? What, how was that song
1: written? Um, so the melody, the first part of that melody uh, I had, I had this chorus. I had a two. I had two or three parts. Usually, what I'll have is sort of a bunch of parts that I've written over uh, however much time, and then certain ones I feel like might fit together. Or I'll write. I'll have one part and be like, "I got to write for this part and make a song out of it." So I had a bunch of parts together for absolutes, and then, um, I th- I think I had sort of what could be the ba- the sort of the bed for a, a vocal melody kind of a verse melody and that was a case of not of trying to come up with a melody and feeling like I was just singing to the the instrumentation too much Yeah. and so when I actually <laughs> the first line from there is actually sort of uh, is like a bastardized version of Ticket to Ride <laughs> like the Beatles song Okay. and so I the one uh, was it Ticket to Ride? Yeah, so the first line of the chorus of that song, um, I found if I slowed it down, like to halftime, it kind of fit with this. And I changed a couple of the notes, ah. and then added the rest of the melody, which is on its own, its own thing, like its own unique thing. And then so that's how it, that's how that came to be. Cool. Yeah, that's neat.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can't get in trouble for that because that's how music is made.
1: Yeah, I realize more and more, like like there's nothing there's no real nothing really truly unique like everything yeah. is based on a certain tradition or a, a inversion a of a rule, certain tradition or yeah. even if you're breaking with tradition if there's something you're breaking with right yeah. um it's all in reference to something that came past so um i yeah to me i've sort of realized that saying like i'm completely unique or striving for that is it's kind of false in a way um but acknowledging that and uh and finding ways to be, to embrace that and, and re- give reference and ref- refer to other things in a unique way. Yeah, is is what I think sort of songwriting is about. For sure. Um, like stuff I've read about, like Bob Dylan and his music. It's like there's so much in there that's like, you know, ripped off or 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 sort of versions Inspired of other. By... Yeah, 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 versions of other things, but it's all. It's it's uh, yeah. It's almost how how you can interpret something, rather than how you can make something that's completely brand new that's never been heard before because yeah. that probably doesn't exist. No. But the interpretation of it can be new. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of freeing when I kind of realize that because it almost sort of opened up this whole other world to me. It's like I felt I realized oh when you're writing. I'm just if I'm just saying, like, I got to be completely unique and no one's ever done this and anything scary. Yeah. and, And it's almost like you're just blinders on and you're just insulated and then realizing like, oh, there's, you know, I'm actually as much as I may think this is unique and completely original. Mm hmm once you realize oh it's probably actually <laughs> related Way to back this yeah in the back it's, of your head yeah in the back of your head related to this experience or related to this type of music or or anything or this thing i heard um then I, or this book i read or this poetry that i encountered yeah um then it sort of opens up your world to be like oh you know it's okay to like be inspired by these things Mm -hmm. and take it in and come up with something like not a yeah not a new unique product but a unique reflection of all of that yeah it almost
0: encourages you to want to find as much music as you can to find or or books or totally like. you want like you need to take it in so you can interpret it your own way
1: yeah for sure yeah yeah it's it it's, yeah, it was an exciting thing when I started to realize that. Yeah, I'm like yeah. realizing it now because a
0: part of me is like I get really hard on myself. I'm like, how am I going to be like, how am I going to stand out? Because I just I don't know how to be like unique. Right. Uh, you know, like Instagram and stuff and just you're, everyone's the same. But right. if you embrace that, it's makes it so much easier. It makes it fun.
1: Yeah, totally. I can't. I don't know if this is a real quote. I feel like it was from some artist or it was attributed to someone like Van Gogh or Da Vinci or something like that. But that might not be. Maybe it was Van Gogh but it totally might not be but the gist of it was maybe it was just some person who said it was Mm -hmm. quoted by him but the gist of it was kind of like great artists or was it Warhol I have no idea great artists uh, (laughs) good artists borrow great artists steal or something like that yeah I've
0: heard that I don't know who Um, So if someone is listening (laughs) and they really care and they know just message me on social media and I'll uh, I'll get it to (laughs) you we'll
1: get to the bottom of it yeah so I, I in coming to this kind of realization I thought about that quote a lot and uh, was thinking, well, what does that mean? Like stealing's not good, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but I sort of ended up taking it to mean that um, if something's <clears throat> borrowed, it's not really yours, right? Yeah. Um, if you steal something, and that's almost worse. Yeah, it's like it's it's like it's it's sort of a, an artifice. You're just sort of pretending. But if you steal something and just completely make it yours, yeah, um, then like. I I would sort of take that to mean like if you can really um, break
0: it down and and understand the fundamental stuff
1: and interpret something and reflect something in a way that someone would hear it or read it and say like oh yeah that's his that's not you know that other person's then Mm -hmm. that's sort of what it's about? Yeah, we're just being a couple
0: about. of nerds here talking about yeah. this. Yeah, I don't
1: know where we where we are. Right I now, know, but it,
0: I did, I just really want to say it reminds me. I was in my uh, piano repertoire class, um, and we we're talking about Mozart, and he was had this. He was just like this. Pro, he was a prodigy, right. and he could listen to a style of music and just from listening to it understand how like chord progression, how it really worked, and then he would write completely original music based on that inspiration. So I, right. think, I think that's kind that's of what cool. we're trying to get to.
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, we're
0: just not at the level, <laughs> are, and I don't think we will ever be. <laughs>
1: no, no, that's a <laughs> that's safe. Okay. Yeah, that's I okay can live to with that. Uh,
0: listen, to, listen to a song. Sure. I still really want to talk to you about how the album was made and specifically the lyrics and where you find your inspiration sure. and stuff, but we will do that when we come back, so um, but we'll still be here. We're just, we'll just be talking into the, <laughs> the microphones. Uh, everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm here with Jonathan one half of Mitten Clap Mitten Claps. Um, R- Randall's not here,
1: no. uh,
0: your brother, but he is here in spirit, probably listening. Maybe, hopefully, uh, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna listen to the song Absolutes, which is from the album Cat Not, which is being released on October 13th. So make sure to come down to the fourth. Um, Which is, where is that? It's It's on on McDermott. McDermott. Uh, So just downtown. Super easy to get to by bus, so you don't have to drive for parking, because parking is insane. $10 at the door, Well Sisters opening. It's going to be a party, so make sure you come on down. But you're listening to the song now. We will be right back. listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 011.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley bien I'm here with Jonathan from Mitten Claps. Oh. We, were, we were so involved in talking about jazz improvisation. I'm like, oh wait, the song's done. <laughs>
1: so Something to... I know nothing about, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like, we know. We I'm don't just know. just <laughs> sort of like talking as my sort of elementary pseudo-understanding. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think they play saxophones. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, the saxophone's coming back into like pop music too. That's true.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know where. There's
1: an 80s aesthetic sort of that's in sort of pop and sort of independent it's coming music back and you see saxophone um,
0: coming in. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like yeah. I'm, i I knew a couple saxophone players. So that's my only <laughs> involvement in it.
1: It's a, for me honestly for me it's an acquired taste. Now I'm starting to get used to it cuz I was so conditioned <laughs> at one point in my life as like a teenager that saxophone is lame in pop music or rock music
0: or it's like it had that one persona like that one guy who like wore yeah. glasses and like went nuts yeah yeah you, yeah
1: so now i'm sort of getting out of that sort of i'm seeing the immaturity of my ways way back then and i can sort of appreciate saxophone and popular music now.
0: yeah i'm like okay <laughs> yeah you're cool i get it <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so enough about jazz because i don't really know enough about it to talk about it for an hour when i have jazz musicians on here i'm like you just talk right because <laughs> i don't know go. what we're talking about um your songs, so how many songs are on this album? One. There are nine. Nine. Uh, and these are all um, written by you, yes. right, primarily, yep. right? Um, you said that, yeah, you do most of it. You bring it to Randall. Um, uh, what is your kind of process when you're writing lyrics? What inspires the themes that you want to sing about?
1: Um, well, I've always seen myself as really not much of a lyricist. Um, certainly not much of like a narrative lyrical writer. I can't really it's something I'd like to try more actually is trying to write sort of in a more narrative sort of storytelling style because I just feel like I just cannot do that. It doesn't, just doesn't come out the way I think it should or ought to.
0: So when you're writing your folk kind of solo stuff, what were you singing about?
1: <sighs> way back then it was more of the sort of like write in the diary and like sort of This
0: is for- how I feel. Exactly. Like yeah.
1: Force it into some chords and that's it. Mm-hmm. A, little more, a little more sort of nuance than that but Broad Strokes, sort of, that's kind of more what it was. Okay. And I've started to try and, you know, over the years, I've started to try and take a more conscious approach to it. Like, I, for me, I think the language of a band is, of, of Mittenclaps is more musical, for sure. Okay. Like, we, that's sort of how we communicate musically, I would say. Um, and it's less lyrical. But I've been trying, you know, in later years, more recent years, to be a little bit more um, deliberate. Um, and conscious in how I approach lyrics and melody there 's still always usually the last thing that that goes mm-hmm. into a song usually <clears throat> um, so i mean it 's not it 's not lyric centric yeah. uh, music it 's still very sort of instrumentation centric but um I do try and be a little more conscious of how am I writing this song like actually have a actually try and have somewhat of a process yeah <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so for a while, I was trying to it used to kind of be like, I got to write some songs. I'm just going to, you know, open this notebook and just start writing stuff and try and make it into a song. And then what I've been doing in the last several years is more like just trying to have like a notebook around with me all the time and just um, when phrases pop into my head or I see something or think of something a certain way, write down the phrase. And then soon I got a bunch of phrases. And then when it comes time to, and those phrases sometimes they'll mean something in the moment, sometimes it won't. Um, they'll just be something that sound, I think sounds good. but then um, after you know after a while when it's like, "Oh, I should start writing some songs," um, then I can go back and look at what's sort of been compiled, yeah. and then be like, "Oh, maybe this from last year kind of fits with this thing maybe from six months ago that um, yeah, that it it sort of throws things together that might not have been thrown together before, mm-hmm. and it's certainly not a narrative style. It's not like starting with one thought and finishing it to the end of a song, but I found it a little bit sort of easier um, in a way to, to write songs, yeah. A, and then B, um, it gave me sort of just a little bit of a structure or or an approach to writing mm-hmm. um, rather than just being like, ah, I'm just going to write how I'm feeling and hopefully it comes out okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how m- probably most of the songs... On the record, lyrically, it came about. We're probably through that process or that that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, primarily, um, I mean, I like singing. I've always liked singing. But primarily, you know, the primary language of the band, I would say, is is musical and yeah. and instrument. I like yeah. that you
0: bring a notebook when I used to be a lifeguard a few years ago I would um, bring I had a notebook and I still do and I would bring it with me on pool deck and I would still guard everyone's listening right. but I would have it <laughs> always next to me because I was sitting there for like an eight hour shift yeah, and just watching people go back and forth so things come to your head so I would just like I would always like write something down and I'm like okay I'm gonna think about that later uh, I don't do that anymore now, so I, I wish that I still did that. So maybe talking to you, I should probably start doing that again.
1: Well, I should, too, because I haven't done that for months. So. It's so but, <laughs> easy to
0: just, like, oh, no, I'll leave it at home. Or...
1: or there's this idea that, like, you know, sometimes I'll think, oh, if it's a, if it's a good one, if it's I'll important, remember I'll it. remember it, yeah. right? I'm mean, like no, that in just, bed. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, just so, it's just so, like, um, yeah, so much will just slip through the cracks if you do that, and um because uh, there's been many times where I thought, like, oh, I know I was going to remember that idea at the mm-hmm. end of the day, and I totally didn't, and I wish I could have. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Or so. I'll do this thing, I'll, like, I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so good. I want, like, I should go, like, figure it out on the piano. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, I'm too lazy to get out of bed. So I'm going to look, I'm going to see my, this thing in my room, and, like, I'm going to see this tomorrow, and I'm going to remember <laughs> this. Well, that I can never, work. I that seems do, like though. it could work. No. <laughs>
1: uh, the uh, smartphone like, I am trying to like wean myself off the smartphones and it's not working but one thing that it's, it's been kind of beneficial is that if I'm thinking of something walking home from the bus or something yeah I can like immediately like I've even taken sometimes I'll just like if I have a melody line and a rhythm in my head I'll just like sing the melody line like not knowing yeah. what key it is but just so I can get a bit of the sort of the meter and the sort and sing of it like, the, yeah just quietly. like no one's looking around and <laughs> yeah yeah same
0: Okay um, <laughs> We're the same um, So your lyrical content though, like What are you singing about Usually
1: Um
0: It used to be like a diary When you were Yeah home, But now you're singing With your brother Do you, do you still like, kind of, Are still that Open about your Oh that
1: way Well It's kind of Because I'm sort of I've Sort of Most of the time Been more self-conscious About lyrics Because it's not really my What I feel is my forte I guess Mm-hmm. Um it's probably that reason has made me sort of keep things kind of obtuse and and not really readable um in a narrative sense um so that that's another reason why this sort of phrases thrown together um i kind of liked <laughs> yeah. but now that i'm trying to be like okay no i'm writing songs i should let's let's sort of approach this more directly and yeah i can say things and write things and and i don't have to be sort of scared of it um so I guess in terms of what I'm singing about, um, on this album, the th- thematically on this album, I didn't really think there are many themes, but mo- mostly what I'm singing about um, is uh, just uh, probably ideas of progression, um, thinking about um, where I was and who I was like when I started writing music or even when we started the band and just sort of life progressions in that time. Um, age progressions Um, yeah thinking of that of myself and just how it changed Um, those aren't really earth shattering themes but but it's sort of
0: relatable though
1: sure yeah yeah yeah. and so so those are really generally kind of what I was probably writing about a lot in the album Um, but it's funny like in terms of what I'm writing about and singing about you know being in a band with my brother doesn't that doesn't matter it doesn't change anything like we'll we'll write about whatever Um, but but the approach that I took to writing in the last several years meant that there would be in what came together as a song I would take sort of this grouping of of uh, ideas or lines that meant one thing and then I'll take another group or idea of lines that had that meant I was thinking about something completely different when I put them together then it was like oh I can see how those lines actually mean something different and so, sometimes a song will have on this album will have like almost two kind of ideas go back and forth or parallel because of that sort of style yeah. of putting putting uh, songs together. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's not really specific in terms of what exactly yeah. I'm singing about.
0: <laughs> but I guess because you do have these two kind of themes that maybe aren't are, are contrasting people can interpret them different ways and right. it's more about the listener's experience
1: yeah yeah and spin it that way yeah yeah sure <laughs> and i guess like being really specific about actual lines like there's um so the first line on the first song of the album is like hey thir- hey hey 30 something and so that's like kind of a. I didn't really know what that was like it could have been referring to me um, could have been referring to something else, but having that song first, I think, was kind of a nice... And that first line, just to open up the album, was just kind of nice in that it sort of sets the stage maybe for those ideas I was just talking about, about sort of writing about where I am, where we're at now, yeah, and sort of and- reflecting and also reflecting sort of critically and satirically a little bit, um, and, and sort of poking holes and things a little bit. Um, yeah, so... In hindsight, that, I didn't even think of lyrically what that song meant having it first, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it there now. Yeah, i like, yeah. oh,
0: this is actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah, good one. <laughs> good good job one, John. on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you released two, two EPs previously, back in 2012 and 2013, uh, but now it's already 2018. What, why was there this long... Uh, I mean, things happen, and sometimes you're you're figuring things out. Maybe sounds changing. Why was there this break in between that last EP and this now full-length album?
1: Well, my wife and I had our first child just before we released the, the last EP.
0: Congratulations. <laughs> Thank
1: you. And he's five now. And so we basically, I mean, that was like... Can't do anything else right now. That's it. So yeah. we had a, this isn't the way you really want to do it in terms of promotion, but we had the album release, and then we just that was our last show for years. <laughs> it oh was no, the album yeah, release. right. I didn't want to do anything. Like I was just tired all the time. I, you know.
0: Yeah, you had a baby. Yeah,
1: exactly. I totally. Get so it. that was in there. You know, and then and then Randall was traveling, and his wife were traveling for like oh I don't know it was a long time, almost like not a year, but it was a good chunk where they were kind of across the globe, and then. um eventually we got into a little rhythm where sort of i i was slightly more sane and slightly more well-rested that i felt like oh you know what i can maybe pick this up a little bit again Mm -hmm. and so that's when we i think it was probably two years ago or so we played our first show in like four years or whatever it was i don't know if that math adds up but um that's when we sort of started laying the groundwork for okay let's work towards recording Mm -hmm. something else now
0: Okay, so there was actually there was like a time where there was like no music being played, and then as yeah. you got back did you have to, you totally. kind of like had to like relearn your music or? Was oh yeah,
1: a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even pick up a guitar for you know huge chunks of time, and so there was I think learning old songs wasn't too bad because we had played them for so long by that time. Yeah, um, writing new stuff was, well, writing would take be kind of scattershot so i would pick up a guitar and be really inspired have a bunch of stuff and then wouldn't pick it up for months mm-hmm. and so when you're trying to relearn something that you you know wrote in half an hour and didn't play again for months yeah that was a hard part to like of making new music when sort of your your just life patterns and routines are different
0: so were these these nine songs that are on this new album were they written before or after this little hiatus
1: um, uh, it's a bit of a mix, mix, okay. Yeah, uh, one of them, I think, at least one of them is as old as the band almost, okay. Um, and it's just gone through a few different permutations. A couple of them are like that, or, or there's one on there, I think, that was completely different, and maybe one aspect of one chord stayed the same and it became a completely different chord,
0: just yeah, yeah,
1: yep.
0: <laughs> the whole song, so, okay.
1: but most of them. They were all fully fleshed out for this album within the last four or so years, okay. where they may have been bits and pieces of things lying around, and then when we started coming back together and writing together and arranging together and and working towards an album, that's when I started consciously throwing things together and being okay. We're going to actually make these little bits and pieces songs, and so in that sense, yeah, most of them came together um, within the last. I mean, it's a long period, Stu. Within the last three four years and then a couple of the songs even more than longer than that
0: so then why did you decide to create an album even like a full-length album why not do another ep
1: yeah i mean we thought about that we talked about that um i think it's we just wanted to have just something a different thing a different entity out there it's like we kind of did this one approach to putting music out so let's try this other one i mean we Mm -hmm. talked about maybe we shouldn't even do an album or anything we should just Singles. record songs yeah. and just release them when we which you know we could do like there's nothing wrong with that but we wanted to at least I don't know albums are kind of antiquated I guess but it's still kind of a thing it's kind of a fun sort of
0: thing to, say, to do uh, as an artist yeah. Or
1: so we just wanted to be able to do it and say hey we, we made this piece of something that this um, piece of creativity or whatever that sort of we want to kind of have it captured on its own as its own entity and more for that reason than yeah. anything. It's just we it wanted also, to do it. Yeah,
0: it also helps yeah. with, with applying for opportunities. They always like always ask, like, yep. "Do you have like a, a release or a, like an album or something?" So yeah, it's it's like, that's always good to have too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's a lot of work when it's just sort of a side thing. Um, you know, a couple hours here every evening, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, so the process of making it was longer, but but it was it was kind of nice. It was at our own pace, and yeah, we just we kind of said, that, yeah, we. We want to do this it may take a long time but and we got time so yeah yeah <laughs> uh,
0: the, yeah uh and you did it all on your own there's no funding um
1: yeah we just did it all on our own um uh, props
0: to you that's i don't song. think
1: we've ever done applied for funding really um but yeah th- this one we yeah we recorded on our own um oh we got it i collector studio mixed it and tailored recording mastered it so that really helped with the sound, but the tracking we did on our own, or Randall did most of it.
0: Really, say. like yeah. a, like in your own like home studio kind of thing. Yeah, or...
1: basically Randall's kitchen and <laughs> dining room and spare room, and closet. And, oh, yeah. that's
0: <laughs> I I can't even imagine. Um, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, but I the idea of tracking scares me because I'm okay. because I I love rhythm. It's like I, I just is how I write music. I'm very I, it, I I ebb and flow. Like I speed mm-hmm. up, slow down. Yeah, yeah. So um, to do it all by yourself too, and not have like a producer, like kind of like reminding you or being in your face. That's it, str- like I can't imagine.
1: It's a slog. I wouldn't call it stressful because there's it. There's no pressure, right? There's no one sort of looking mm-hmm. down bare, over your shoulder, but the, charging you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's no time deadlines, um, but at the same time, it's you know, there's a benefit. There's a, the downside to that is no one else is listening and giving their sort of outsider's ear. Yeah. Um, and that is something we've never really fully had, like we've never done like a full length album tracked in a studio over, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever.
0: Yeah. Next time.
1: Um, yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you, did you think about like once you finish recording them, sending them to a producer, I'm like, what do you think? Or was it just.
1: No, we, that most of what that came, most of how that happened was just through the mixing. Okay. Um, yeah, just because, just sort of the mechanics of where we sort of s- were in sort of our day-to-day lives, it just made more sense to do it this way. And we just sort of realized, well, this is working. The one downside is we don't really have that outsider's ear with us through the creative process, mm-hmm. um, which is why we, we're really glad we got it mixed and mastered, because we got
0: From someone a else little
1: bit of that. The, yeah. yeah, Yeah, where sometimes we've done other ones where, you know, maybe they were tracked by someone else, but then the mixing and mastering process. Maybe we didn't do it or or we just, you know, that kind of thing. And so we wanted to at least have that outsider perspective at least somewhat um, at some point in the process. So, yeah, yeah, just
0: to know that it's not just like all in your head. So. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. I, that's a balance of like wanting to be true to sort of what you're writing and, and not wanting to stray from what a vision for something might be. But then the other part of it is, you know, more people equals more collaboration and more sort of voices and perspectives, which can help the music too. And it's just or balancing those two. two. And hurt, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely about balancing those.
0: Yeah. So really quickly, uh, I know we're on the radio, so people can't see, but the mm-hmm. album art—you were telling me the story oh, yeah. behind it. Um, well, how did how did this album art come about?
1: So, um, it was sort of half my son, half me. It was a big painting that he had. We had up on the wall of his when he was three or f- three maybe. And, um, I just took a zoomed in photo of part of it and then just really low five worked at it on like Photoshop or I can't remember what it was Mm -hmm. and just messed with the contrasts and colors and stuff like that. And yeah, so it was a little bit of a collaboration
0: yeah it's that's I think that's really cool because now that I know the story and I see it I can totally see <laughs> a kid's brush strokes and
1: now uh, he knows it's his too he didn't yeah. at the time but now he knows yeah that that was his so, that's cool yeah. and now
0: it's <laughs> like a I think that's really special for him to, to see that you. Yeah, that'll be cool for Have him a part of it. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll include a picture of this on the podcast post later on, so people can see it. So if you're seeing this, if you're listening to this later, um, you know what we're talking about. If not, <laughs> then you can just Google it. I mean, yeah. claps. Um Also, really quickly, where does the name claps come from?
1: Um, the, the phrase came up in some in, in a phrase my wife just sort of came up with years ago, and I thought, oh, that would be a good name. And we couldn't think of anything better. And, and what was the phrase? The dull thud of a mitten clap. <laughs> that was the phrase. Okay. It's like, oh yeah, people when they clap with mittens, there's nothing really um, original about it. But when they clap with mittens, it makes a sound. And I thought, oh, mitten clap, that could mean, be a cool name.
0: Do you mean like, um, like, uh, mis- literal
1: clapping when fabric you're mittens? Mi- fabric yes. mittens,
0: okay. I feel like, like I those are like plastic, leathery ones that leathery like. Leathery ones give a
1: yeah, those ones give more of a a resonant sort of boom. Yeah, that's not. What yeah, you're there's going a range. Uh, no, you know what? <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Actually, there is a range. There's a spectrum here of, of, of mitten claps, claps. Of Mitten's clapping. So. so I hadn't thought of the spectrum. Yeah, and, I don't know where we are in the spectrum, <laughs> but
0: we can sample all of them, and then you can like make a song about all the
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <and samples>. yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I don't know where we're going with this. Um, we do have to wrap up, though. Unfortunately, it's uh, the hour is the is up almost. Oh, wow. um, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, this is I, great. I'm impressed with just how much we just like nerded out and just like. Yeah, it kind was of, fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, so you'll have to come back on the show next next album release. Maybe we can have Randall come on too, and we yeah. can talk about how he hits drums. Um, yeah. And uh, very
1: well. He does yeah. very very well. He's a great drummer.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah, I've, like when I was younger, I'm like, how can you be bad at hitting drums? But <laughs> having um, seen drummers and looked at drums or been behind like the drum, I, it's a talent. Totally, it's something yeah. that I I, I kind of want to learn, just because of rhythm and everything. Yeah, and it's so, girl drummers are cool. Totally. So, um,
1: and he uses parts of the drums that you don't normally use, too. So it's, it's like pretty. Like inside side. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a show.
1: It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah.
0: People should come down. As I said before, it's October 13th. Fourth. Um, it's this Saturday. Um, we have $10 at the door. Uh, and Well Sister will be opening for you, which you give high praise for. So I'm sure everyone Yeah. Will I'm be excited to. for her. Yeah. It's going to be that. a fun a fun night. It won't be cold. <laughs> Promise no, it. I hope. It'll
1: be nice in there.
0: Yeah. It's, it'll be indoors yes so you don't worry about being cold um, they have good food at 4th so you'll really enjoy that um, anything else that you wanna say before we go I
1: don't think so no this no. is really fun yeah, yeah it has been fun
0: thank you for coming on, coming for all the way me. down to the University of Manitoba cool uh, everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM um if you liked what you heard, we got tons more uh, uh, with local music makers on woodenpinmusicproject dot com. You can also follow us and support us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our Patreon. Which, um, yeah, um, next week is our Pledgerama for UMFM, where we're uh, donate are uh, raising money and donations to kind of help. I'll have more information with that on the website and on Facebook and everything. So if you want to learn about that. The Winnipeg Music Project will be live at Manitoba Music uh, on Donald Street, so you can come on down and and say hi, uh, meet some of the uh, Manitoba Music uh, staff, and we can talk and have fun. They're a partner with UMFM, so they're showing their support, and it'll be fun. Lots of incentives and everything, so that's enough plugging for me. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, We're going to listen to the song um, Opinion Crush from uh, Cannot. Thanks for tuning in. thanks for listening to this episode of the winnipeg music project for more on local music makers follow us on facebook instagram and twitter music by will and art from collector studio and a big thank you to UM umfm for making this show possible